What's up, guys? This is Clay Chastain, College and Career Pastor at Rock Springs Church. We're so excited that you're joining with us this week. I hope you find some encouragement, some joy, and a little laughter along the way as we learn from God's Word together. Let's jump into what He has for us today. Last week, we started a new series for the summer. It's called a summer concert series, all right? So each week, what's going to happen is, is as you're coming in, the band's going to be playing a different song. So did, did anybody recognize the song tonight? What was that song tonight? Does anybody know? Demons by who? Imagine Dragons. So they're playing that song tonight. Now here's the idea. The idea is, is we've taken a lot, of, a, a lot of popular songs from the past, and we're going to be doing them throughout the summer. And then we're going to be doing our lessons based off of, off of something out of one of those songs, all right? So tonight, we're, of course, taking the song, what is it? Demons. It's Demons, all right? So we're going to be taking it tonight. We're going to be talking about this tonight called The Battle Within, all right? The Battle Within. Now, here's the thing, all right? Um, when, you, when you just hear the term demons, I, you might be mistaken to think that I'm just going to specifically be talking about demons, all right? Now, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of... I want to give you a, a thought because the thing with the song is it's more about an inside battle that's going on than just like the demons, all right, which is Satan's um, army, right? So um, a f several months ago, I had this uh, interesting encounter of where I thought I was going to be going to, uh, I got asked to go and pray over this home, all right? I got asked to go pray over this home. And so normally when somebody either is a new family and they want to bless their home or they, they, they just moved into a house or, or, or something, they just want somebody to come and pray over the home, pray God's blessings over the home. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep this real short because I could tell you a whole lot about it. But I'll tell you this, um, demons are real, all right? So when we talk about demons, demons are a real deal, all right? Just go look in the Word. Just go look at Jesus. He cast out demons, all right? So demons are a real deal, all right? So here's the thing. I think I, I get prepped and ready for this. I get my scriptures ready, get a couple of kind of poems ready to go. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to meet this family and it's going to be an incredible experience. We'll go bless, pray for God to just protect their home, bless their family and all that good stuff. And when I get there, what I, listen, I, I'll, I'll just tell you this. Um, when I get there, most of the time when you meet somebody, it's kind of cordial and kind of friendly, right? Y'all know what I'm saying? So hopefully it's going to be like a situation where like it's going to be like, Hey, Kyle, man, how you doing, man? I'm Pastor Clay. It's great to meet you. And, and we're going to go about our process of introductions and welcome to my home and those kind of things. But when I get there, that's not what happens. All right? That's not what happens at all. So what happens is, is as I get there, this guy, listen, they weren't there. All right. First of all. So when I get there, I'm kind of waiting. I'm kind of texting back and forth with the wife. And she said, we're running a little bit behind. And so what happens is, is they eventually come. All right. And when they come, the guy gets out of the car. And what he does is he steps over to the side of the car and he just looks off in the distance with, a, with this stare like, like he's frozen. And so I'm sitting in my truck waiting to get out. And I'm thinking, okay, this, something ain't, something ain't, this is a little bit different, all right? So I'm thinking to myself, all right, Lord, how do I handle this? How do I do this? 
Anyway, he's just standing there. He never moves. So I go, you know what? I, I guess I'll make the first move. So I get out the truck. And I start to move that way. And as I get out the truck, he comes around to me. And what he says is this. He doesn't say his name. He doesn't welcome me to the home. He doesn't do anything like that. He says, do you see that over there moving in the window? Well, in me, instantly, I just want you all to understand. I instantly kind of, um, I know that God is all-powerful. Amen? And I know that he's in control of all things and that he can handle it, the, the worst situation. But I want y'all to know inside me, I was freaking out. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, I ain't that, this ain't never been a part of what I've done in my life. All right, I, I haven't gone and cast out demons and done all those kind of things. So I'm thinking, this is a little bit of a different kind of situation. So anyway... The situation winds up, and I tell him, listen, I just told, I told the family, I said, this is, this is what I come prepared to do, all right? I want to pray over your home. I want to pray that God's going to bless it. And they told me stories about where doors were slamming shut, and they were telling me a story about a fire, where a fire started in the middle of the room, and they told me a story about, they told me about this being that they said is not a human being in the house, and... Um, Instantly, all I can tell you is, is I, I just said, listen, I want you all to understand something. Number one, I don't have any power at all other than what he gives me. He is all-powerful. He's almighty. And I said, I wasn't quite ready for this, but I am ready to do this. I said, well, are you interested? So they said, sure. So we go inside, all right? You're probably thinking I'm already crazy for going inside. If you if you with me, say Amen. <laughs> So I go inside. Well, t I'll tell you this. As I crossed over the threshold of the door, I instantly had this weird feeling going on. All right? And I'm thinking, oh, Lord. Um, the whole time, I can tell you this, I'm praying inside, right? I'm praying inside of me. I'm going, God, what's going to happen? What's going on here? This kind of thing. Well, here's what, goes, here's, here's what happens, basically. We walk in. I said, I'm, I, I told myself, the door's going to stay right here the whole time. I'm not leaving the room. I'm not going through the house. I'm not doing anything. And so instantly I go in. And they start saying, that's where this door slammed. This is where that creature stands. This is where blah, blah, blah. And anyway, he turns. And listen, all the windows are blacked out with curtains. And he looks over at this window that's beside me at this curtain and says, do you see that? And I went. Um, instantly I, got, I, I thought to myself, I don't want to look at that. <laughs> because you, you know what I'm saying. I'm, th I'm thinking to myself, um, I don't want to see anything. Hey, how, how many of y'all have ever seen things in the clouds and you go, you know what, somebody posts something and goes, you see this little beautiful puppy dog? And I say, y'all know what I'm talking about? So you can kind of see what they're talking about, right? So I thought to myself, I'm not going to look and study hard at that because I don't want to make myself see something that it might not be there or might be and I just don't want to know about it. You know what I mean? So, so anyway, I kind of took a step back away from that window and I said, no, I didn't quite see that. And uh, he walks over to the window and he says, you don't see the eyes, the nose, and the mouth. And so I, I, I'm thinking to myself, no, I don't see that. <laughs> and and he, here's the way the situation just kind of went. I just prayed over the home. I said, listen, guys, I'm telling you this. I know that God's all-powerful and almighty. And I don't know what you're facing and what you're going through, but I know that God is the answer. And I know He's the way. And I, I took the scriptures I had. 
and I prayed protection over their home and I prayed blessings over their home and and we prayed for their kids and we prayed for their family and then um, when that was done I left all right and uh, as I left you know I'll just, I'll just say this real quick I, I stopped to get something to eat when I got out the truck I felt this terrible pain in the back of my calf all right and, I, and I'll just tell you this Here's the thought that went through my mind. That underneath the sofa that was to my side, that a demon had reached out, grabbed hold of my leg. And, and listen, while I was in there, I'm thinking, listen, there was a moment that I came to a point where I, I felt really kind of, I, I don't want to say, I don't know if it's weak or freak out mode or what. I, I remember telling myself, Clay, I don't know if you can do this. You might need to run. <laughs> And at that moment, as I was praying, God instantly calmed my spirit and calmed me down. But, I mean, I told myself when I, was, when I got out of the truck and I was walking inside, I just felt this pain in the back of my calf. And I was like, man, where would that all of a sudden come from? All right? Well, what happened is I, said, I just thought to myself, if I go home and I roll up my pants leg and there's a hand grip of, of a bruise on my leg, I'm going to really freak out, you know? <laughs> now, here's the thing, all right? We're not talking about the spiritual realm as much as we're going to be talking about what's in here. Because as we look at that song, just one, one of the, one of the um, script, uh, scripture, one of the lines within that song, he talks about this. He talks about it's where my demons hide. It's where my demons hide. Don't get too close. It's dark inside. It's where my demons hide. It's where my demons hide. Now here's the thing. Here's something that's very interesting. I, I remember reading this verse in Romans chapter 7 a long time ago, and it really stuck out to me. Now, let me ask you this. If you're a Christian, do you still sin? Yes or no? Yes. I, I believe that is a fact, all right? And I believe this verse of Scripture that Paul writes is evidence of that. And there's these battles and there's these things that are going on inside of us that we struggle with. Different issues, different things that are going on that we have struggles with. And the Romans chapter 7 verse 15 says this. He says this. I do not understand what I do for what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Alright? Now here's the thing. Have you ever done something you wish you never did it? You ever done that? I have. And maybe I'm the only one. Alright? Now I know you have too. There's different things in life that I wish I could go back and I could take over, have a do-over, all right? Have a second chance, have a mulligan, have an opportunity to redo it over again. But you can't, you can't. You have to continuously move forward. And in our life, there is a battle that is waging, that is going on, that is roaring inside of us. And Paul knew the same battle. He's one of the greatest Christians to ever walk. This planet wrote half of the New Testament. And a lot of the things that we learn, that we listen to, Paul tells us about. And Paul is struggling with this thing. Listen, some of us struggle with different things. Substance abuse, pornography, sexual sin, hatred, bitterness, our thought life, our tongue and gossip and spreading of rumors, our struggle with forgiveness all of us struggle in many different kind of ways. And for each of us, for some, some things are harder for me than it might be for you. And some things might be harder for you than they are for me. But the fact of the matter is this. Every one of us struggle. Every one of us. 
But see, I got good news tonight. I'm going to give it to you in just a minute. But I'm going to let you hang on for it. But there's two sources for our inner struggles that go on inside of our life. Two sources for inner struggles. The first one is the flesh. Mark chapter 7, 21 says this. For from within, out of the heart of man. Listen to this. From within, all right, where my demons hide, all right? Where my struggles hide. Where my sin hides. Where my weaknesses hide. From within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery. All right, where does it come from? From inside of us. Our flesh has a battle every single day. Every single day. Listen, there are things that we struggle with and we know we struggle with. Now, I'm going to give you something in a minute because I know in my life that helps me, that, that I realize in my own life that why I failed at a specific time in my life. And I'm going to share with that in a minute. But Romans 7, 18 says, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. Good doesn't dwell in me. That is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Listen to these battles. Listen to these struggles. Listen to these difficulties. Listen, have you ever found yourself that you wish you would have done something the right way? Many times. I wish in my life, I, when we think I wish I could have done something over many times, it ain't just something bad that's happened, but something I wish I would have done. And in our life, there are things that we want to do and we want to accomplish, but there's this battle that's going on. And it's because we still have a nature inside of us that it struggles. It's called the sin nature. It's called the flesh. It's called what we live in. And when God saves us, we still have to work out our salvation. We're not perfect when he comes in. Amen? But I'm thankful that God's not done with me yet. I'm so thankful that, listen, I need Jesus in my life. Why? Because every single day I can't make it without him. And here's the thing. Stop living for next month. Stop living for next year. Every day when you wake up, set that day for the Lord. One day at a time. And here's the thing. You can't take today's promises and just bank on them six days from now. Every day we need refreshing. Every day we need renewal. Every day we need new energy. Let me ask you this. How many of y'all drive? Should be most of you, all right? Most of you probably drive. How many of y'all fill up your tank and you never ever had to fill it up again? We wish, amen, especially as the gas prices are going up. Now, here's the deal. If we could fill up our tank one time and have that magic fuel that just gets us going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny and never stopping. Now, here's the thing. It don't work like that. Man, God gives us fresh energy each day. It has to be renewed with our time with the Lord. Listen to what Jeremiah 17, 9 says. The heart is deceitful above all things, beyond cure. Who can understand it? So inside of us is this battle that's going on. Inside of us is this war that's going on. Two sources. What's the first source? The flesh. Here's the second one. It's the enemy. So you got self and you got Satan. All right? 
and his demons. So every day inside of us, we struggle with ourselves. all right? The greatest battle ever fought is winning the war with ourselves. The greatest battle we're going to win is what's fighting against me and my urges and my push and my struggles and my sin. But listen, our enemy is, what is his purpose? John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, to what? And to, let, let me tell you something. No matter how many pleasures Satan offers you, no matter how many good times Satan gives you, no matter how many things you think, man, man, this is incredible. I want you to understand something. His ultimate intention is to ruin you. So what he does is, listen, let me tell you this. You don't entice somebody with something they hate. You entice them with something that they're going to like. So what the enemy does is he says this, listen, I will destroy you. I will ruin you. I'll wreck your life if you'll let me. <laughs> if you'll let me. Understand this. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And listen, your destruction is the enemy's highest priority. So if we give in to the sins and the pleasures of this world, if we give in to the temptations and the things that the enemy throws our way, I want you to understand something. The end results is always destruction. I don't care how happy it made you. I don't care how pleasurable it was. The enemy is, let me tell you, I am a fisherman. And the only way I'm going to hook fish is to throw something the fish is going to bite. And he's not going to throw you something you're not going to bite. So if he's going to cause you to fail, he's going to cause you to do something that you have a memorable occasion. Or he's going to cause you to have a party that you go, man, it don't get any better than that. Or he's going to cause you to have a, a sexual encounter that you go, man, what an incredible experience. Listen, the enemy does everything possible to make you think he's got your best in mind so that he can trick you, so he can tear you and destroy your life forever. Let me tell you something. When people walk down the aisle and get married, my daughter walked down the aisle and got married a week ago, tomorrow. And I want you to understand something. I told those guys, I told them, I said, till death do you part, till death do you part, till death do you part. Let me tell you something. Many people think, man, if it don't go good, I'll just get out of it. No, that's not God's intention. He put them together on purpose. And I want y'all to understand, listen, the enemy will do everything possible to come in between. And he, what he intends <laughs> is to wreck you and to break you and to cause you to be miserable, to cause you to have no joy, to cause you to have terrible relationships, to cause you, man, to wreck and ruin your life forever. And what we do is we don't see it. What we see is, man, we had a great time, didn't we? Listen, sin's fun. But it's only fun for a season, for a moment, for a short period of time. It will bring you up on the high, but what it'll do is it'll take you right back down to the low. Every single time. Because those things that the enemy brings, he doesn't intend to keep you there. He intends to take you down. Listen, the enemy comes against us in three basic ways. The first one is oppression. Oppression. 
The devil knows how to harass you. He knows how to harass you. He knows the demon spirits will want to oppress you, to bring you down. You want to know why people in depression sometimes? It's because the enemy brings it to you. You want to know why people don't experience joy sometimes? They lack joy in their life? It's because the enemy harasses you. You want to know why people lack joy they have sadness, or they're unhappy, or they feel weighed down. It's because the enemy oppresses you. See, he brings you up so he can tear you down. He brings you up so he can tear you down. He brings you up so he can destroy you. He doesn't have your best in mind. And what the enemy does in one way is he oppresses you. He keeps you on the negative. You want to know what? Your generation's. Your generation, your young generation is struggling with de depression, anxiety, and stress more than any of the past generations that have gone on before you. Think about those who fought in world wars, who never got to see their loved one, or never get to talk to their loved one, or didn't know what, if their, their life was even good, or they were alive. Let me tell you something, even in those moments... They didn't struggle as bad as we struggle today. You want to, I, I believe it's the enemy. I believe it's the enemy. I believe he's coming after you. I believe he wants to tear down these upcoming generations so that it'll destroy our, our earth, our world, our planet. He wants to destroy people. And what he'll do is he'll oppress you. The second thing is obsession. So the enemy comes against us. Three basic ways. Oppression obsession what he wants to do is he puts inside of you these urges what he does is he keeps coming and stirring inside your mind and in your brain the things that he knows are going to interest you so if he knows that you struggle in a certain way he's going to bring things to encounter you so that he will tear you down i want you to understand he brings an idea and a thought and continually preoccupies your mind. The third thing is possession. Now, I, wanna, I want you to understand something about possession. You can go read about this in Scripture. But I believe a child of God can't be possessed by the enemy. And I can give you Scriptures to support that base if we talk later. All right? Maybe we'll come back and we'll talk about demons one day specifically and we can go about that. But here's the thing. Demon possession's real. It's real. Go read the Bible. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't believe it will happen to a child of God. I don't believe it can happen to a child of God. Why? Because God in us is greater than he that's in the world. Why? Because I am a child of God. If he lives in me, man, the enemy can't live in me. I want y'all to understand, he has delivered me. The good news is this. There's no waiting to see who's going to win. I know we have a great enemy, but I want y'all to understand something. It is a guarantee that one side's going to win. Whose side is that? It's God's side. God's side's going to win. Satan has been defeated. Jesus has authority over the enemy and all the powers of darkness. He's stronger. He's bigger. He's greater. And the demons recognize Jesus' authority. They must always yield to Jesus. Jesus doesn't yield to them. God doesn't yield to them. They yield to him. No child of God should ever fear demons. Never. We must be aware of them. 
Be vigilant. Be sober. But do not be afraid. Children of God are going to know conflict with the enemy. You're going to know conflict with the enemy. You want to know why? Because before Jesus saves you, you want to know what path you're going on. How many of y'all ever floated down the river before? Anybody ever floated down the river before? All right. If you hadn't, maybe we need to plan a trip to do that. Ain't that right, Miranda? <laughs> Every time Miranda goes, something freaky happens, like a snake comes up to her or something like that. If you're going down a river, what direction is it going? One way, right? It don't go one way up this side and one way down that side. It goes one way. And here's the thing. Before you become a child of God, you're flowing with the ways of this world. You're flowing in the same direction as the enemy. You are following the same path as the devil. You are walking in that direction. And when I say yes to God, here's what happens. When I repent of my sin, I give my life to the Lord. When I repent, what it means to repent is this. I stop going this way and I turn and I start going this way. Well, you want to know what's happening? As I go this way, everything's still going this way. You want to know why? When I accepted Jesus in my life, things didn't just all of a sudden turn hunky-dory and everything just got all right. You want to know why? Because I was going against the flow. Everything else in life was beating me down. Everything the enemy was throwing my way. Anything in this world was going against me. And here's the thing we need to understand. Those of us who are walking in that way have power over those things. Satan has no threat. He has no temptation. He has no allurement. Sin has no hold on the child of God that he cannot break in the power of Jesus Christ. We have power to walk. We have power to stand. We have power to follow Jesus because Jesus gives us his spirit and the spirit lives inside of us. Listen, the Bible says this in James 4, 7. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now listen, I want to share something with you, a guaranteed path to failure. A guaranteed path to failure. And here's why I know it, because I lived it. And I experienced it in my own life on occasions. Here's the thing. Four things real quick. Number one, guaranteed path to failure. Let your guard down. Let your guard down. Listen, when we start allowing things into our life that we know are questionable or we kind of have doubts about, listen to me. Don't, don't miss this. Don't miss this. This is good. This is good. When we let things in our life that we kind of are questioning and having doubts about, and we say, you know what, it's just okay, I want you to understand something. It's the very first step that you're going to fail. The very first step. How many of y'all ever drove down the road and you came to a big sharp curve and a drop off and you had guardrails? Anybody ever done that? Thank God in the mountains. You ever rode down and you just, listen, where my daughter just got married, I should have took pictures for you and brought There were no guardrails. And you was riding this close to this side, going up the driveway to get to her wedding venue. It was ridiculous. I mean, it's like, shoo, if I fall off that side, we're gone. Ain't that right, Jason? <laughs> Here's the thing. Listen to me. <laughs> Here's the thing. Listen. What are guardrails there for? What are guardrails there for? To keep you safe, to keep you falling off the edge, to keep you from, from danger. Here's the thing. When I let my guard down, 
when I let my guard down, here's the thing. It's the first sign that failure is going to come. I got to always be on guard. I got to always be ready. I got to always protect myself with things that are going to hurt me. Here's the second thing. Pride. 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 Listen. Here's what people think. I'm strong enough. I'm big enough. I can handle it. That ain't going to happen to me. Let, me. let me tell you something. If you at any moment start to think to yourself that I'm, that's not a weakness for me, you better start protecting and guarding even stronger. See, here's the thing. I, I, I promise you this. You see people, listen to me. This is very clear because I promise you every single one of us has done this. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe she did that. I can't believe they would let that happen in their life. I can't believe. First sign. First step. First step. First step. Listen. Letting my guard down and then being prideful enough to think that I've rose to some kind of level. Let me tell you something, guys. Without him, I'm nothing. Without his strength, I can't make it. Without renewed power in my daily life, I will fail time and time and time again. So at the moment that I start to rise myself up to this level, what, is the, what does it say? Pride cometh before, does anybody know? Before the fall. Here's the third thing. Stop growing spiritually. Stop growing spiritually. Listen. I want y'all to understand something. In my, when I was your age, when I was at college, I was at Truett McConnell. In my life, I was probably going like this at a pace in my life that I, listen, I'm, I'm serious. I grew up in a Christian home. I, I thought I had my act together. I thought I was doing okay. And my life was going kind of like this. But when I went off to college, I, I really was concerned about my path for life. And I said, God, I'm going to trust you in it. I'd already tried to do it my way. I'd, I'd, I'd found a couple of careers. I'd found a couple of jobs. I made decent money. And I, I, was, I wasn't happy. And what I said is, God, look, as I go off, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do what you asked me to do. And listen, my relationship got, look. I spent every day in God's Word. I spent every day in prayer. I spent every day journaling. And I, spray, I, I, I spent every day sharing that with all those who were around me in my life. Now, I want you all to understand something. My spiritual walk went like this. And it got to a point in my life where I thought I was, I was doing okay. I was spiritually strong. Or I thought I'd made it to some point. And here's the thing. My spiritual walk started to come down. You want to know why? Because I started spending less time in God's Word. I was spending less time in prayer and I was spending less time journaling. And I wasn't sharing it like I should be. And you want to know what happened? Crash. Crash. Why? Because I stopped growing spiritually. How can I make it on the energy that's going to get me through if I don't tap into the energy that gets me through? You've got to spend time in God's Word. I had your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let me tell you something. Jesus, while it was still dark, 
while it was early, it was still dark, before anybody else was going, he got up, went off to a solitary place when he prayed. This is God in the flesh. Jesus Christ himself prayed. Jesus Christ studied truth. Jesus Christ spent time with the Father. Jesus Christ, he was God. Knew that he had to spend time with him. Or how could he ever go to the cross? He couldn't. Why? Because the enemy knows our weaknesses. So let your guard down. Go ahead and let your guard down. I promise you, first step to failure. Go ahead and let your pride, let, let you get thinking you're bigger than you really are. Then stop growing spiritually. And then here's the fourth thing. No accountability. No accountability. You need people in your life that sharpen you. Now here's the thing. You need at least one person that you feel spiritually stronger than you are or growing. Let, let me tell you something. Don't choose people who are in the gutter. Don't choose people who are going the wrong way. Don't choose people who are going to be the ones that are going to drag you down with them. you got to choose somebody you feel is going to reach down and pick you up when you need it. Somebody you can trust. Somebody that you can share your secrets with. Somebody that you can tell your deepest, darkest struggles. And they're going to pray for you. And they're going to read the word with you. And they're going to encourage you. And they're going to lead you to a place where you can make it. What does Ecclesiastes say? It says that two are better than one. Why? Because they get a greater return for their work. Why? Because when one's cold, the other one can keep him warm. What? When one falls, another can pick him back up. We need each other. And I promise you, if you don't have somebody in your life that you see as a spiritual mentor that will encourage you and bring you up, that you can go to when you're struggling, they're not going to beat you down. If you got a person that's going to beat you down, they're not a mentor. They're not an encourager. They're not the ones that God's calling you to. We're supposed to be those who lift others up. So we need accountability. Accountability in our life. Now listen, let me give you a quick path to victory. Quick path to victory. Here it is. Be led by the Spirit. Ain't that simple? Be led by the Spirit. It don't get any simpler than this. Let the Spirit fill me and lead me. In Romans 6, 11, the Bible says that we're dead to sin. Listen, if you have asked Jesus, don't miss this. In Romans 6, 11, it says that we're dead to sin. Sin's no longer our master. But it doesn't say, listen, it doesn't say that sin has died. All right? Sin's still going on. It just don't have power over me anymore. Sin's still going to come against you. Sin's still going to hit you between the eyes. Sin's still going to cause you to struggle. Johnny Hunt said this. <clears throat> I read this. He said, none of us on this earth ever reaches a level of perfection. Sin will knock on your front door, and if you don't let it in, it'll run around to the back door. And if you don't let it in there, it'll try to crawl in every crack and crevice of your windows. It doesn't care which way you let it in. It just wants in. And sin's going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming. The temptations of this world are very real. But the powers... Of the old self and the world have been broken. Praise God. It's been broken. How? By the power of Jesus 
Christ, by what he did on the cross, by the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. I have power. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave lives inside of me. These powers no longer have reign on me. Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Let, let me read that again. So I say, walk by the Spirit. Now when he says walk, this is a continual progressive action. Alright? My wife tries to get me to go walk every night. Alright? Some nights I just really don't want to. I really want to watch the brace game instead. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. How do you get from one point to the other? You got to keep going. You got to keep going. And what it says is, listen, when he says walk, what he's saying is you can't just, it, it ain't a one-time thing and then it stops. It's a continual motion forward. If you want to follow Christ, if you want to overcome the battle of the demons inside, if you want to overcome the sin and the enemy and the pressures of this world, you've got to walk with the Spirit. Walk. Continual progress. And look at what it says. Then you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You will not gratify the desires of the, of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. So what do we do? Let me tell you what you do. It's not a one-time decision that you make. And all of a sudden, everything's hunky-dory and fixes everything. When I prayed and asked Jesus Christ to come to my heart as a 14-year-old student on that October 22nd night, when I sat out, I can still show you. I'm going to take a picture I should have took a picture and bring it and show you. But in the parking lot of my church when I was 14 years old, I prayed in the second spot. <laughs> in the second spot on that night, sometime between about 9.30 and 10 o'clock that night, I prayed and I said, Jesus, I want you in my life. Let me tell you something. It changed me forever. But I want you all to understand something. It didn't mean that I stopped struggling. But here's the thing, in order to overcome it, I got to progress. I got to keep walking. I got to keep walking. And I got to keep walking. If I stop and I stand still, I promise you, man, it's going to overtake me every time. You'll not gratify. Listen, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. See, we still got this nature that we're battling with and Philippians 2:12 tells us this continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling so how do we work it out how do we work it out by letting God listen listen to me by letting God transform me by letting God transform me listen to me it's not about imitation it's about transformation it's not about imitation it's about transformation it's not about me trying to act like Jesus Christ. It's about Jesus Christ changing me to become more like him. I can't remain the same anymore. I got to let him work. I got to let him move. I got to let him change the things he needs to change. Or I'm going to keep sinning. Or I'm going to keep living like the world. Or I'm going to keep failing. Those demons are going to keep winning. The, thing, the battles on the inside are going to keep winning. 
I got to let him have control and change me. No longer be the same again. It's not about imitation. See, here's the thing. Listen to me and I'm done. Some of us are just trying to imitate Jesus Christ instead of becoming more like him. Some of us are just trying to imitate him. We're putting on the mask. We're trying to act like, you know what, if I, do, if I go to church, <laughs> if I got my Bible, if I read it every once and now and again, and if I talk about Jesus here and there, you know, and we just imitate Jesus, and he ain't really changing us, you're going to keep on struggling. It's only when Jesus Christ, listen to me, don't listen to me. It starts with salvation. And when it starts, it's when he begins to change me. It's when I begin to say, Lord, take the old me and make me new. We're not to be imitators of Christ. We're to be like Christ. And the only way we get there is by transformation. And here's the key. Here's the key. Here's the key. And I'm going to leave it with you. We have to want change. You want to know why some of you are still struggling? You don't want change. You want to keep doing exactly what you've been doing. You want to keep living in sin. You want to keep living in the valley. You want to keep struggling. You want to keep, you're like, I'm enjoying right where I'm at. And let me tell you something. The enemy will steal and he'll kill and he'll destroy let him. Let, listen, you're going to find yourself in a place where you're not happy, where you're depressed, where you have no joy, and where you have no purpose. I want you to understand something. Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to set us free. Thank you guys for joining us this week for the message. We believe that you are here for a purpose and we're excited to be with you on this journey with Christ. If you like this podcast, you can click to subscribe and share it with your friends. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram at rs underscore college or click the link in the bio for our website. Have a great day.